people are starting to come on here, then welcome. If you have any questions, feel free to put it at the bottom. I know uh, Bobby from Two Man Wolfpack Podcast will be on shortly. Uh, Anderson couldn't make it tonight. Uh, we've got number 14 Virginia Cavaliers coming to Raleigh to take on NC State. Obviously, NC State's coming off the loss to Syracuse. They won against Wake, but ended up losing Devin Daniels. DJ didn't play against Syracuse, so uh, a little bit depleted, but it is nice to know that DJ is coming back for this game. Typically, we have played UVA well in the Keats era, which, uh, you know, kind of leaves me hopeful for how the things have been going. Obviously, Virginia is a is a really good team, a very defensive team. They um, are coming off a loss at Virginia Tech, but before that, I think they had I think they had won six games in a row, five games in a row, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games in a row prior to losing to Virginia Tech. So they're going to be coming out hungry. Uh, it'll it'll be interesting. Again, I don't want to dive too much into it because I know Bobby will be on here in a second. But I am intrigued to kind of see how State comes back. I was really happy with the way they moved the ball, especially uh, against Syracuse. But I do credit some of that to them being in the zone. Uh, so that kind of forced NC State to kind of go away from their typical pick and roll, typical isolation uh, type of basketball. Instead, they had to, you know, get the ball to the high, high post to Jericho a little bit more. And, uh, and he kind of actually turned into the – to the playmaker go pack Timmy um but it will be interesting um again I'm, I'm trying not to get in in too much because I know Bobby will be on here at 8 30 but uh overall I mean looking at it you, you got Virginia who I think was preseason two or three uh they haven't lived up to the hype the one full game that I did watch of Virginia was the Gonzaga game and they got absolutely kicked but in fairness Gonzaga has been kicking a lot of teams uh, I think for, for NC State, especially the last couple games, I don't think their defense has actually been up to the standards, I think, that Kevin Keats wants. I know, obviously, we've been talking about the offensive end. We've been talking about how, you know, it's a little bit stagnant and haven't been able to create as much offensive as we want. But the defense the last three games has been the part that has stuck out. Because even with, with Daniels out, even with DJ out um, – their lineup should be should be one of the ones that can always guard. I mean, they have a lot of long guard. They switch everything. So that's one thing that, you know, was a little bit surprising is that the defensive end wasn't, you know, as, as top-notch as, as I know Coach Keith would want it to be. So uh, it'll be interesting. Funderburk is playing tonight, Timmy. So we get him back. We're going we're gonna to need him to guard, you know, uh, the big men inside. Um, but uh, for me, I think, I think also we, we need that score. We need that kind of go-to guy that, you know, we, we didn't have last game. Obviously we moved the ball around a lot better than the, you know, the previous game, even against Wake or, or UNC, but we need that guy that we can just throw the ball in the post and just say, Hey, go get us a bucket. So that'll be nice to have Funderburg back tonight. He also is, you know, a rim protector, another, you know, 6'10", 6'11", guy in there with Manny that can kind of muck things up in the uh, in the paint. So that'll that'll be beneficial for our team for sure. Um, let me let me bring in Reed. Hey, Sky, how you doing, bud? Hey, Reed, what's going on? Oh, uh, man, just sitting here thinking tonight, predicting the win. 
But, uh, you know, this pack line defense, I hate it. It's miserable <laughs> to watch. This game's too late at night to watch. I, I suck it up for Wolfpack Nation and make it happen. <laughs> I agree 100% with that. <laughs> so, I agree. To beat, so to beat this defense, it takes quick ball movement. And I, my question is, to beat it, do you have a big that can pass? And do you have guards that can shoot? And I like us tonight. I like the three-guard lineup to move the ball, move the ball quickly. And I think Thunderbird can pass the ball quick. So yeah. I, how do you beat this defense? I mean, when you when you play against these types of defenses, are there sets that get guys open? Or is this defense just too disciplined for that? You know, that that's one of the nice things about playing Virginia. I almost always licked my chops when Virginia was coming into town because their whole philosophy on the defensive end is to just pack it in and then close out to your shooters. So they always wanted to contest the shooters. So their their whole strategy is to just make you take tough, contested shots. Now, like you said, with Thunderbird being back, this is a game that I would love to just see us go directly in the post. Not, not necessarily a lot of pick-and-roll action. Just go directly in the post. Make them play some type of help side defense because they're going to collapse. And then this, yep. is when, this is when Cam Hayes, you know – Braxton, Jericho need to be able to spread the floor and knock down shots. If we and and I can tell you, it's hard to be like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna win this one. But if we knock down shots, we are definitely gonna make it a lot easier on us tonight. And I think if we make down make those shots, we could very easily win this game. Who's the who's the who's the best? Just thinking back to your teams at state, was CJ Leslie the best weak side shot blocker that you've played with? <laughs> in college yeah i mean he he was very easily i mean he's probably honestly i'm even trying to think back of i mean i had vandenberg for a year but i mean he he, he didn't get a lot of playing time bobby welcome welcome in i see you just jumped in yep, yep. Um, appreciate him man. um but i will say I, I would say it's cj and that's one of the things we mentioned it last time while we were on the air we kind of critiqued manny a little bit so kind of going to the the off ball shot blocking Manny Bates is one of the best off-the-ball shot blockers I've ever seen in my life. But when it comes to him playing one-on-one on the ball, I feel like that's where he has to get a little bit better. And I think that starts with him trying to – because I think he is such a good shot blocker, I think he's willing to let the ball come in the post a little bit easier because he thinks, you know – because I think he can think that he can block the shot and make up for anything. But I think that's where he needs to also be smart because – when they throw the ball directly in the post, that's another chance for him to get a foul. And especially, you know, a couple games DJ hasn't played. If he gets in foul trouble, we're in some deep dookie. I can tell you that. I mean, we just we we just don't have, you know, another big really that's ready to come in the lineup and, and play at that position. Agreed. So but hey Bobby, what's going on? You got you got some quick quick takes for the game? Oh yeah. Um I agree uh, with what you were saying. I like that a lot. Um, the question that Reed had, I, I agree. Uh, try to feed it directly to the post. I mean, why not? I think um, DJ's definitely more athletic than Jay Huff, who's going to be their big man. Um, last year when we played up in Charlottesville, too, they had a young guy, uh, foreign dude, that DJ took pretty easily as well, um, yeah. especially if you can get any you know, offensive contributions from Manny. That's always a plus. Um, you know, and he, He's shown his offensive game. Has gotten better, but like you said, uh, foul trouble for both of those guys is massive because Virginia's a big team, um, and we really can't afford to lose them. Um, looking forward to watching Darion Sebron again tonight. Um, yep. 
on my podcast, I talked a couple times throughout the weeks about how I thought he should be getting more minutes. Um, mm-hmm. And he played well against Syracuse. So I'm thinking to probably get more floor time tonight, and I'm looking forward to, to, uh, to seeing him. Yeah, and to, and to kind of go back on that, that question too, Reed, another thing with, with entering in the post, I, I love that idea of just throwing it in the post because Virginia is going to help. But when that happens, we've got to have people move. If, if, if we don't move, it will then become very difficult because it's easy to help and then get back. Um, so you need to really move, cut, set screens away, and, and make a move a little bit. We have problems with that at times. Uh, yeah, and when that weak shot, stagnant. you know, if they go to the post inside and they bring the double quickly, I guess the question is, is Funderburk a willing passer and can he pass the ball quick enough? I mean, it seems like the corner three is the shot that you should get good looks at tonight. Has that yeah. been your experience? Yeah, and I think – and, and a lot of it just depends. It's it's kind of situational basketball. So, it, it, a lot of it depends on the, the other team's coach. So, a lot of ways that double teams come is a lot of ways that coaches will do it is they'll say, who is the worst shooter on the floor? So, for example, they'll, they will decide who on the floor is the worst shooter, and they will just trap or double team from that guy. And they will let that pass go because they know he's not a great shooter, so they'll play the odds. So a lot of it depends on kind of the situation. A lot of people want to help, you know, whoever's man throws into the post or whoever's closest to the post will be the double. So a lot of it kind of depends on Virginia's system. I don't know if they will, you know, because Jay Huff is a, is a bigger guy. I don't know if they will double. They may play one-on-one, but if DJ really starts to hurt them, then that's when the double team comes. And DJ has to be a willing passer. He has to understand and trust his teammates, which, you know, when guys aren't making shots, it's kind of hard to do. But you got to trust your teammates and give them opportunities to make those shots. Yeah, is DJ a willing passer? I mean, have we seen that this season? Uh, I would, I would say he's. I mean, don't get me wrong; everybody wants to score, but um, <laughs> I, I, I would say, I would say, from what I've seen, he's he, he's a willing passer. I think that's. I think this team is will a willing passing team, but we also aren't put in a lot of situations to be great passers. I mean, it's just. You know, we talk about it a lot as we're just a very, very high pick-and-roll, side pick-and-roll team. So, logically, the only person making a play and doing the passing is typically the point guard. So, you know, it doesn't really give DJ or, you know, other players, bigs, you know, Manny, the opportunity to showcase their passing ability because, you know, it's a point guard kind of pick-and-roll dominated team. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, the high picks up top, I, it's interesting because I want to see how that plays out. I feel like if they hedge and, and you see them hedge screens way out. And yeah. I think that's where you got to hope that they come way out up top with a big and that you can beat somebody to get some dribble penetration to make a pass. Right. That's where you got to learn from the Carolina tape. Carolina is the same type of team. They're going to hedge you way, way out, try to get you 35 feet away from the bucket. Should have yeah. learned some stuff off of that, how to get some quick buckets off of that from film sessions again and playing against Carolina twice now. You know, but we'll see. Yeah. All right, Benjamin. I saw you. You had a. You, you put a message in there. People need to stop hating on Braxton. He's a fighter. Plays hurt, and he's our best shooter. And he actually passes the ball. Hey, listen. I'm. I'm. I'm always in in Braxton's corner. Being being a shooter, we kind of have a connection there. The one thing I I will say is I I do know he's been hurt, and it's not easy, you know, on him, especially with the back injury to to play hurt. And, and it, it is a little bit unfortunate because, you know, he is our best shooter. He's able to kind of spread the floor. But I've said it multiple times, and I'll continue to kind of say it, is 
I just feel like we haven't put him in situations to be successful either. You got to find a way to, you know, utilize him um, to be the best he can be and be able to knock down shots. And I mean, obviously, he's not going to be the quickest defender. He's not going to be a crazy athlete. I mean, he's they they might have him listed for for six foot, but that let's be real, he's probably closer to five, five ten or five nine. So kind of the the way he's created in the ACC is just a you know, amazing in itself for someone that size and not to be a crazy athlete to have, you know, the career that he's had. So I, I, I'm right there with you, man. I, I wish they'd kind of lay off him a little bit, but, you know, sometimes you, you have bad games and it kind of comes with the territory. So, yeah, no doubt. Um, bright side, past couple games, looks like Braxton's starting to find a shot. Um, yep. hits, hit a couple uh, hit a couple shots the Carolina game, hit two or three threes against Syracuse. Um, you know, when that shot's going to come around, a lot of people are going to love him again. So, yeah, I guess uh, I guess that's, that's a positive, but um, and, and that's the one thing I've learned. Hey, when, when you're making shots, a lot more people like you than when you're missing shots. So yeah. that's that's an easy pick. The thing for Brax is like I've never ever questioned that dude's effort. Never. Exactly. Um, exactly. So you know, at the end of the day, you know, if that's if if he's given 110, percent I guess you can't you can't critique the guy too too much. I mean, if he's if he's out there just being a slack ass, whatever, then you know. It's open, but you know if yeah. he's busting his tail. It is what it is. Yeah, and I mean he brings he brings energy. That I mean that's all you can kind of ask for. You know he's don't get me wrong. He's out there to make shots, and that's and that's the main thing to do. But uh, every every good coach that I've had, they always said, "Hey Scott, listen, you're here to shoot. You're here to make shots. What are you going to do for this team if you're not making shots?" And that's yeah. one thing you always got to understand is if you're not doing it that night. You better find another way to get minutes. So, and if you don't do that, it's going to be hard, especially at this level, to to get some minutes. All right, Ben. Ben asked, "What's y'all's take on the freshman guards and their growth or lack of growth?" I'll let you take that one, Bobby. Oh, um, this was a question last week, also. Um, yep. And I'll start with Shaquille Moore. Um, Shaquille Shaquille's kind of been up and down the first few games. Um, you know, he in non-conference, lesser opponent, obviously, but he still wasn't that good. Um, wasn't really playing well, but got, had some decent minutes defensively. Um, you know, started the beginning of ACC play and Shaquille was, Shaquille was the guy. Had a yep. big time game against Carolina. He, he hit a big, big shot down the stretch against Boston College. You know, wanted the ball in his hands. He's kind of faded back off. I mean, he hasn't been bad, but he hasn't, you know, he hasn't been the Shaquille that he was earlier in ACC play. Um, yep. I think this is going to come ebbs and flows of, uh, of being a freshman in the ACC. Um, Cam Hayes, similar. Um, he got his good minutes against, you know, the the lesser opponents earlier in the year. When we've gotten into ACC play, it's it's really hit Cam pretty hard. Um, he's in a big, big shooting slump right now. He, he uh-huh. needs to see a couple fall. Um, and he's a freshman, you know. He, he's turned the ball over a little more than he should, trying to force some things that probably could have got he could have gotten away with in high school. I think he's going to learn from it. Um, you know, it's – He's got to get used to the ACC play, but that's that's coming. And I think once he sees a couple shots fall, he'll be better and he'll get out of his head. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I'll, I'll piggyback off that. And I, by the way, nice toboggan hat, Ben. I like that. I like that toboggan hat. I need to get me one of those. But to kind of piggyback on that, I, I will say, you know, they they've had their high moments and they've had their low moments. And I will say, I've definitely seen more growth than I've than I've seen lack of growth, which is which is what you want to see. And I said it. The last time me and Bobby were on, I think obviously they they looked really really good early on against you know it wasn't ACC competition 
you know, Shaquille had a huge game against UNC. So he, he's kind of dropped off since then, but there, it's just going to be, it's a roller coaster with freshmen. I mean, I remember my freshman year, I, I started every game, but there were some stretches that, you know, I just felt like I was out of it. it and I, it was just a learning curve. I mean, just from the size standpoint, I mean, you're playing against guys that, you know, are just bigger and stronger and have, are, are more developed, you know, to, to just understanding the game a little bit more. And on top of it, you got to look, you know, uh, apart from, you know, Darian Sebron, Cam Hayes and Shaquille Moore in a, in a pick and roll heavy offense, there's a lot of decisions that come with that. And, and if you're hesitant, uh, you're going to make turnovers. And I think that's one of the things where the more minutes they get and, you know, Devin Daniels is out now, they're going to, they're going to get the bulk of the minutes. They're going to be, you know, the primary ball handers outside of Braxton. They're only going to learn. And they, and, and I say it all the time, listen, it's fine to make a mistake. Just don't make the same mistake twice. And that's what I want to see out of them. They're going to make mistakes, but do it at a high level, you know, do it at a hundred percent and don't make the same mistake twice and they will continue to get better. So that's a good question. So Ryan asks, going to need a big game from Helms. He's going to be the X factor from here on out, especially when Manny and DJ are off the floor. You want to take yeah. that one, Bobby? Yeah. I mean, it, I we that, said, that one's pretty obvious. I, yeah, I agree 100 percent with that one. Ryan. We said, uh, you know, me and me and Scott talked about it when uh, when Devin went down, and I think everybody I saw this in a lot of different outlets said, you know, who's circling, you know, who are you circling to be the guy to step up, step up? And the majority of the answers I saw was J Cole. Um, yep. You know, J Cole sat in the middle of that zone against Syracuse. He led all scores, had 24 points. Um, if we can find a way, you know, maybe. Like uh, like we were talking about earlier, you know, f- feed it to the post. Maybe he could be the guy that pops out. He's shown he can hit the three ball. Maybe a soft spot in the middle again, mid-range jumpers, you know. Uh, J. Cole's definitely agreed, going to have to step up, especially when DJ and Manny are off the floor. Um, yep. He's at, at times, he's really been the only scoring option when, when yeah. they're off the floor. Yeah. And, and Jericho's – Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry, Scott. Jericho's yeah, interesting Reed. here because I think this is a chance for Jericho to come out and show that he's not a black hole. I think yeah. that, you know, last year a lot of people thought he was a black hole when he got the ball. But this is the perfect game for him to, to sit in that high post and be a facilitator and move the ball. He's enough of a threat to shoot. I'm excited to see what he does here because he has a chance to shut people up and to facilitate for his team. So it's pretty exciting, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Reed, I got to ask you, Reed, have you coached basketball before? <clears throat> um, no, but I've played I've just played a lot of sports in my life and, and I'm a nerd. And so <laughs> when, when I look at, when I look at numbers all day and, yeah. uh, and do math all day, you t- start to pick up on intricacies. And so I just, I love it, man. I love hoops. I love college hoops. Well, you, you sound highly knowledgeable about the game. So you, I, I give you props, that, especially for someone that, you know, doesn't coach or hasn't played maybe at a high level that you sound highly, highly, smart about the game so I gotta give you props there but I'll again I'll I'll touch on that Helms a little bit too I think I think for him too he's he's kind of like in an indirect way that turns into the playmaker with with Devin Daniels out just because he's a matchup problem a lot of times he's playing that four you know he's playing against you know necessarily a bigger kind of goofier guy guarding him so to me he turns that to that playmaker side guy and and kind of on top of it kind of like reed said it's going to give us an opportunity to where he needs to create for others as well so 
if you have that, the four man who's going to be a goofier guy, probably that's going to be a Hauser, maybe not their best defender. You need to attack him. And when you attack him, you just got to be smart knowing that the help is going to come. This Virginia team is going to play help side. They're going to close in the lanes. They're going to make you take tough shots. So you got to make that pass at the right time. And we got to have our shooters have their feet down and be ready. Something uh, I've noticed with J. Cole this year, especially, and even in the past couple of years, um, J. Cole's the type of player that uh, you know what type of night you're going to get from him after watching his first probably three field goal attempts. Um, <laughs> and if he gets if he gets started off, off off hot, you know it's probably going to be a good night. I mean, yeah. Florida State got pounded, but he and Thomas Allen were the only guys who had good shooting nights. J. Cole hit his first three shots that night. Yeah, and Syracuse the same way. If you look just all the big games, bad games he's had. You need to watch the first three first three shots he takes tonight, and that's going to see what kind of night J. Cole's going to have if history repeats itself. Does yeah. that sound like Painter back when he was playing the four? Uh, a little yeah. bit. I mean, they're, they're a lot. See, Deshaun almost, towards the end of his career, he really developed, you know, a shot. Jericho's a much better shooter than Deshaun. No offense, Deshaun, if you ever listen to this. <laughs> but, but he Deshaun was kind of, awkward he wasn't a crazy athlete but he was able to create space he wasn't a great ball handler but he he really created space especially in the low post for a guy that wasn't crazy athletic he was just long and athletic um but i can i can see some similarities but i can also see um a lot of differences especially on the defensive end because deshaun can only guard up i mean even when he guards a four he's going to probably struggle a little bit so he's mostly going to guard a five Jericho is unique in the fact that he can literally guard one through five, and he's proven. And I've always kind of been a little bit skeptical of him guarding, you know, the five position until I watched, you know, that first UNC game, which he did not play great, and he heard about it. But defensively, <laughs> defensively, he held his own, and he guarded uh, – I can't – what's the guy with the goggles? Garrison Brooks. Garrison Brooks. He held his own against Garrison Brooks. And, I mean, Garrison to me is a five-man. He might play four for UNC because they're a big – but he's he's a natural five man, and I thought Jericho hold his hold his ground and played really good defense against him. So that's one of the things that you know, obviously, offensively is where he's going to need to really, really step it up because you know Devin is out. But defensively is where he makes this team really, really good because he can switch everything. I got to defend the painter comment. I was <laughs> I was referring to when Deshaun would take his first three shots, you knew if they were going in and if he was going to take them the rest of the night. No, I understand what you're saying. And, and, and listen, he would hear about it from everybody. But I can tell you, if he made his first three nights, he's very capable of going for 17 or 18 and maybe 12 minutes because he's, he's going to get them up. That's for sure. sure. When, when we were in, listen, when we were in practice, a lot of the time, this joker right here, I mean, you could seriously play 15 minutes of – you know, we would run a lot of three-on-three drills where you can only stay on half the court. You wouldn't see the ball for 20 minutes. <laughs> like, we would throw it in, and we'd be screening away, like trying to create stuff on the outside to go inside out. And, I mean, you would not see it at all. But That's I, funny. But I loved, I loved playing with Deshaun. I mean, I, it's like all of them that end up transferring out. I, I mean, I wish they would have stayed. We had with that group. So, anybody that's on, man, feel free. You guys can, you can join in like Reed is. You can shoot shoot us a message at the bottom, um, whatever you guys want to do. But um, kind of go, going a little bit forward, Bobby, I guess I should ask the question. Um, who, who are you looking at from 
stateside. Obviously, with Daniels out, DJ coming coming back in. Let's go ahead and attack. Who really, really needs to step up this game? Um, well, the two guys that uh, that I would have said in this, we both talked about a little bit. Uh, J. Cole, obviously. Um, and I'm still sticking with Darion Sebron. I, th- I think he can be really good for this team. He had some good minutes against Syracuse. Um, you know, I, I, I really, really like him. He's athletic. He gives some energy. He's, you know, he, he's the type that really does want to get out and run. Um, I'm going to say Sebron again. I like that pick. I like that pick. So for me, I'm going to, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Cam Hayes. And the reason I'm going to go with Cam Hayes is because I feel like Clark is their little engine that could. And I feel like he will, that will be a great matchup for Cam Hayes to kind of get acclimated. This is kind of going to be his, to me, this is going to be like his ACC coming out against a big-time player that really creates for Virginia. So I'm really interested to see Cam Hayes. I guess I could throw Shaq Moore in there as well with that just because I think, you know, they really got to cut off, you know, no offense, the, the snake's head, which will be Clark in this game. And I think if they can find a way to do that and limit him to really creating for Virginia – I think that that gives us a really good chance to be successful tonight. So I'm going to go with Cam Hayes and my, I guess, 1A Cam Hayes, 1B Shaq Moore. That's a good pick. That's a, yeah. Kihei Clark's slippery. You See, at, least, down. at least you know how to pronounce his first name. I didn't even want to attempt it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tonight, I, I got to go with DJ. I think Funderburk's got to step up tonight and show some leadership. He's an older guy in the club, he's got to yep. help people calm down. And he's got to move the ball. I think tonight is it's it's a big night. One of our bigs has to play really well tonight, move the ball, and finish at the rim. That's the yeah. other thing. If you get a chance to get to the rim, you've got to finish tonight. And I, and I will say this too. On top of that, DJ's another great pick coming off of this. I'm going to call it a suspension. I don't think it was. I don't know exactly <laughs> what it was. I mean, I really didn't dig in deep to it to find out what it was either. So I can't even speculate. But you know, he he needs to come out hungry. He needs to you know. He let a lot of guys down for that Syracuse game, whatever, you know, it may have been. So he really needs to come out, put his best foot forward and show, hey, guys, you know, I made a mistake, but I'm ready to play tonight. Yeah. You know, I agree with all three of those picks. And I'm going to add on to that, too, because I think I think Reed made a great point. Um, something, you know, if we're talking, we talk about feeding the post a lot tonight. Don't avo- and this goes for Manny as well. Don't avoid that contact. It's so important for our big guys to stay out of stay out of foul trouble. If, if we were to get their big guys in, Huff, whoever, that's, that, that's a huge plus. That's yeah. a huge plus. Don't avoid contact in the post. Hey, they got to guard us too, pal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All exactly. right, Mark Godfrey. <laughs> <laughs> what a classic. Yeah, I, I can promise you I heard that probably every game. After, after he <laughs> give us some motivational speech and at the very end, hey, remember, they got to guard us too, pal. I love it. After he smacked, uh, I think my number one is when he smacked K in the ass. That's my favorite. And then the you got to guard us too, pal, is my second favorite ever NC State moment. Oh, uh, he was he, he was he was fun. I'll, I'll say that. But um, yeah, it'll it'll be an interesting night. I mean, I, honestly, we 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 pick guys who we think are going to be you know have to have a big night. But I really think you know with with the way this team is just formed. It really has to be a collective group, you know. They just absolutely for them, for them to really be successful. I mean, we can kind of cut cut all the BS and just call it out. Is everybody needs to play the best they can play and have that consistency, and that's what I w- kind of want to see 
you know, for the rest of the year with, you know, Devin Daniels, your, your best player out. We need to get that consistency where we're constantly seeing improvement. We're constantly seeing guys, you know, get big time minutes and play better each and every night. And that's kind of what, what I want to know. Yeah. Ben asked another question, said, will they, will they double DJ? You know, that's kind of, that's become the Virginia calling card against state. You know, they feed the ball to the post, that other big man's coming. So, yep. uh, yeah, I definitely think they will at least try to. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully we can beat it and they'll back off of it. Yeah, and I know they've, they, they do a lot of double teaming just because, you know, a lot of times you put the ball in the post and it's a lot of big men don't pass well. DJ's very capable of it, so it, it'll be interesting. I think if they were smart, and this is just what, you know, me being a coach right now, you know, I, give, I usually give my postman, I'll just say, hey, you get, you get two, three possessions. And, and if he scores 50% or more over the time, we're bringing somebody and getting the ball out of this guy's hand. <laughs> so um, I, think, I think honestly, especially with us, us being depleted, I think logically it just makes sense for them to double team just because Devin's out, the, the next go-to is DJ. Let's you know, take the best player out, and that's DJ who's next. So try and limit him as much as possible. Yeah, yeah. All right. So hold on. We, we last time we we did a we did a score prediction. No, nobody got it right. I said uh, what I, I said. T- Ten bucks. And hey, now wait a minute. Wait a minute. You didn't get it right. <laughs> I said you got to get it exactly right. Yeah, I know, but I was close. That that's at least like two. I was I was a bucket off. Oh, well, hey, listen, I'm not giving away ten dollars for a bucket <laughs> off, so I'm gonna be honest there. So let's let's go ahead. Let's let's give a score prediction. Oh, um, I'm going to say 67-60 Wahoos. All right. I I, I might upset all my people in the thing. So you got 60 to 67. Yeah. All right. I got got 72-62 Cavaliers. Yep. So we're both picking the Hoos. Yeah, I, I think I think Virginia's just playing well. They just came off that loss against Virginia Tech. I think they're going to be ready to play tonight. Agreed. Reed, you got you got something to add before I we do. get off? All I right. do. 61-59, the good guys. We're hungry, and Kevin Keats is a winner. Hey, uh, listen, that would be ideal. And if they, and I can tell you this, if we're going to win, I know we keep talking about offensively they got to be better. If we're going to win, we got to hold them under 60 points. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, this is one of the better offensive Virginia teams. Yeah. We got to yep. hold them under Pretty 60 wild. points. I'm, so we'll see. Reed, I appreciate you jumping on. Thanks, man. Every, Take care, guys. Everybody that, thank you, man. Take care. We'll be, we'll, we're going to do this again. We're going to make this a normal thing. Ben, Ryan, uh, Timmy. Uh, all you guys that came on, I appreciate you guys asking questions. Again, we're going to continue to do this. Uh, we enjoy it. It gives you guys the opportunity to hop on, ask questions like Reed. You can always come on and speak too, which is a unique thing with this locker room app. So, again, we appreciate everyone coming out. Hopefully NC State plays well, uh, and we'll be back for the next one. So uh, you guys take care, and, and, and we're out of here. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on, Scott. All right, man. Later. Later.